Welcome to the Leadership Upside Podcast with Chuck Carringer, where we discuss what successful leaders are doing, saying, and thinking. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Leadership Upside Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Carringer. Our guest today is Jack Underwood. Jack is the co-owner of JSU Marketing based in Knoxville, Tennessee. Jack, welcome to Leadership Upside. Thanks for the invitation, Chuck. I really appreciate it. Jack, I want us to dig in today to marketing and if we could really look at it for the small business. Uh, many times large, large uh, uh, organizations, as you know, have entire departments uh, that are focused on their marketing efforts and small businesses uh, don't have that luxury. And I'd like to, to, based on your work with small businesses and expertise, just kind of pick your brain on um, how companies say zero to three employees uh, should best uh, go about uh, their, their uh, marketing efforts and make the most of their, of their resources. So, um, you know, based on your work, what are a few marketing suggestions you'd have for these small companies? Okay, I guess I guess it depends a little bit. Those are good questions. I guess it depends a little bit on um, what type of business they're going to have. Do they have uh, most businesses anymore are brick and mortar still, and there are some online businesses as well. But a lot of the, uh, just for the sake of uh, illustration here, I'll I'll pick maybe uh, a dental office as an example. Dental offices uh, are still dentists still have to do their work from a brick and mortar location, and so. Most dental offices, uh, my under, my experience has been most dental offices fit in that criteria you're talking about, a small business with uh, the owner, uh, the, the dentist who founded the practice, maybe two dentists, and then a couple of assistants and hygienists. So their staff is is uh, fairly lean, and uh, they they have to be very wise in the way they um, in the way they're they're going to market their their practice. And so to do that, you know, a marketing, if it's not done right, marketing can be a huge black hole. And um, so I think it's important for a, a small business to have an idea of where they're going, um, who they want to reach, how they're going to get there. Basically, marketing is outbound. It has to have both the outbound and, and the inbound side. Outbound meaning how are you going to reach your potential client? In other words, uh, what location? Are you using is your is your business location good? I can think of a business right now that I know uh, here in Knoxville that is um, it, it's a it's a business that's providing a very needed service right now, but because of the location of that business, um, there are other locations that I'm aware of that do that same service that are their appointments are filled. Now this is not a dental practice by the way, but their appointments are filled, um, their calendars are filled. And yet this location, even though it seems like it should be getting a lot of traffic and, it, and they're actually getting 26,000 cars a day driving past their location, but they're still not getting any visitors uh, into, their, into their store. And so they've obviously picked a busy location, but it's not a location that's good for their particular uh, business that they're trying to offer to the public. So outbound, uh, outbound marketing is, it, you know, that's, that's the marketing that we're all used to. It's the location of your business. How well is your sales staff trained? Are you doing any advertising campaigns? Um, 
Are you soliciting? You have a way to solicit referrals from your current customers. And, and now the new, some of the newer um, methodology that people are using for their app to supplement their outbound marketing is uh, social media, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, the different types of uh, social media platforms that allow them to uh, put their message, um, sales, uh, campaigns that they're doing in their location, things like that can, can put those things out there so that people are aware uh, that they have those, those services or those sales or those prices or those uh, packages available. Um, so outbound marketing, marketing is, of course, very important. But then inbound marketing, that's more or less um, the area where I try and help businesses the most. And inbound marketing, it's, it's relatively new, um, but it's, it's especially new to most small business owners because it, this, it's not an area where um, they have a lot of expertise. Their expertise is what, what they sell, uh, their, their products or their services. And inbound marketing isn't, isn't what they sell, but they still need to have a good working knowledge of inbound marketing in order to um, utilize inbound marketing to help them grow their business. So there, there are uh, principles and concepts that are involved with inbound marketing that, um, that, that people need to be aware of. And there are there's challenges and roadblocks that, that a small business can create for themselves just because they don't understand inbound marketing, just the same as a business can hurt itself by picking the, the wrong location or have a having a sales staff that's not properly trained or wasting money advertising in the wrong places. So inbound marketing needs to be um, something that a small business owner uh, is aware of the basic concepts and able to utilize those concepts to help him or her build their business. Jack, let's stay on inbound marketing for just a minute. Let's um, assume for a moment, maybe there's someone listening today and and they really don't know the fundamental principles of inbound marketing. Can you um, just give a very high level description of what that might look like and how someone could become more effective, uh, first acquainted and then effective at inbound marketing? Sure, I'll be glad to. Well, the inbound marketing, uh, inbound marketing was actually um, it came on the scene with the uh, uh, with the invention of the internet, basically. And um, back, say, fifteen years ago or so, um, or more, uh, a few people started to realize that they could utilize the internet not just for um, convert uh, sharing information, but actually um, utilizing it to create websites, which were new, uh, and then marketing those websites, using those websites as a way to uh, market a business. Uh, a couple of, of uh, thought leaders, uh, Brian Halligan and Dharmesh Shaw, um, they founded a company called HubSpot and they wrote a book called Understanding, I think, I think it's called Understanding Inbound Marketing. And um, based in that book, they basically shared there were four basic ideas, basic uh, parts, uh, aspects of inbound marketing. It's those four areas were attract, convert, close, and delight. Attract means utilizing inbound marketing means, in, the, in terms of inbound marketing, it means attracting the right prospects at the right time um, to your business or your service. Convert, that idea is meaning it, it's the idea that once a person comes to your website, you want to have your website geared in such a way that it converts 
anonymous visitors to qualified leads, which involves understanding what is your ideal buyer's or clients, uh, what they call a buyer's journey. Because everybody, when they're shopping, especially shopping online, they basically go through three stages. There's the awareness stage, there's the research stage, and there's the decision stage. The awareness stage is when I, I realized um, I need a new pair of running shoes. And then the research stage means when I go online and I start to research uh, local stores that have running shoes that I've purchased in the past. And what kind of shoes do they have? What are the newer models? What are the, uh, what are the uh, uh, colors? What are the price selections that they have? Is anybody running a sale? Does anybody have coupons? Things of that nature. And uh, where are they located? Are they close to me? So a person will do the research and then they'll make their decision. And, and what most uh, brick and mortar stores have to understand is the, the reality of today is that people are better informed than they've ever been. Consumers are better informed than they've ever been before they ever get to your location. So most consumers, if they're coming to your location for your service or for your product that you're offering, they've already done research, much more research than ever before. And so they're a more informed public, a uh, buying public than we've ever had before. And that's important for, um, it used to be, especially in like maybe the car industry, uh, the used car industry or new car industry, um, a person would walk into a store, uh, a dealership and not have any idea what they were gonna shop for, what the prices are, things of that nature. Well, now a, a person can go online before they ever go look for another car, they can go online and they can find pretty much what that dealer paid for that car. Um, they can find out what the options are. They, they have a lot more leverage now. Um, buyers have a lot more leverage now in terms of uh, information and knowledge. So it's important for a small business owner to understand that the person who walks in your door or the person who comes to your website, they're already somewhat informed. So you want to attract the right people to your website and or to your location. You want to convert, if they come to your website, you want to convert them to from anonymous visitor to a qualified lead. And then there's the close stage, which is nurturing those leads. Once you've identified, uh, convinced a person to identify themselves where you have a name and an email address at least, then you want to nurture those leads uh, to the point where that person uh, moves through the, the buyer's journey, use, utilizing the information on your website to the point where they make a decision to purchase your product or to become a client and utilize your services. And then once you've done that, the last phase, and that is just as crucial, is the delight phase, meaning you provide, once that person, you've worked so hard and spent so much time and money to, to acquire a new customer, you want to make sure that you um, do everything you can to provide such good service and products to those clients, to each one of your clients, that they become fans. As uh, Ken Blanchard, I think he called them raving fans. You want to convert somebody from a a new customer to a raving fan as quickly as possible so that they will refer more people back to you. And um, stores that do that, I mean, I'm thinking of a restaurant here in Knoxville that is one of the most popular restaurants in Knoxville, and it was named uh, uh, the friendliest restaurant in the entire United States. But most of that just came from referrals. People went there, they ate their food, they loved it, they liked the environment, they liked the friendliness of the staff, and they told their friends. And 
this restaurant it has two locations now, a local restaurant. They're incredibly busy. Uh, it's, it's a dream for restaurant owners, but it started with a restaurant owner who decided that um, he was going to, his restaurant was going to be the friendliest restaurant that provided the best service. So when a person walked through his door, they'd want to come back again and again, and they'd want to bring their friends. And he's, he's got a winning formula. Uh, Jack, let's stay on the, the, those four components for a minute. Uh, when, you, when you find yourself as a consumer, uh, you're, you're looking for a product and you're visiting, you're on different websites, perhaps searching, um, and in your, your business in, in partnering with, with business leaders and certainly small businesses, what's your own observation? Do most websites effectively walk through those stages that you uh, outlined, the four stages? And if not, um, where do you see the, the uh, uh, first time that they aren't, aren't uh, successfully following that sequence? Where does the breakdown occur? Um, it's, it's a great, I, uh, great question. And it, most uh, leaders need to understand that most business owners need to understand that human nature is about, uh, self-preservation survival. And so when a person comes to your website, what we think a person wants to know is here are, uh, say I'm a, I'm a dentist. And what I want people to know about me is here's where I went to school. Here are my credentials. Here are the awards I've received. Um, um, here's a picture of my dog. Um, here's here's how we dressed up for you know St. Patrick's Day or something like that. But really, what a what a, a client. If I'm a dentist or a dental need a dentist, I want to go to that website and find out is that um, what kind of services do they provide? What kind of um, I want to look at like uh, Google Analytics or Google Maps, excuse me, and I want to find out. Do they have good reviews? Do they have five-star reviews on Google Maps? Um, do they have um, good observations from other people? And when I get to the website, a website um, is going to keep people, you know, the goal of having people come to your website is to keep them there. Uh, the purpose of a website that people forget sometimes is that a website, if it's not producing website or uh, revenue, then your business website is not doing its job. The purpose of a business website is not to impress your family and your mom who come look at your website and say, oh, this is my daughter's website. This is my son's website. The purpose of a website is to produce revenue for your business. Otherwise, you wasted time and effort and money to create that uh, platform. And so many times I get to a website and I, and I feel like the person who created this website or the company that created this website um, didn't realize that the purpose of this website is to inform people once they get there to give them enough information, enough valuable information that they'll stay. Most websites, uh, especially if they're a, a point of sale website, an e-commerce website, they lead with what they're selling. Whereas many people, when they come to a website, they want to find out a little bit more about the business. Is this a, is this a solid business? Is this uh, what kind of what kind of uh, information do they have on this website that's useful to me that makes me want to stay there? Because when Google is, is measuring the effectiveness of your website and setting up the rankings for your uh, website, the longer a person stays on your website, the more effective that is with Google. But if you have a website that people get there and they immediately say, oh, that's just a sale ad or something they're trying to sell me right out of the gate, well, Quite often, then, then people are going to uh, immediately leave that website within seconds, 
And that's in, increasing what they call your bounce rate. And Google measures the value of your website by the bounce rate. And if you have a very high bounce rate, then Google realizes that people aren't staying on your website. So there must be not be enough good information on there for them to send future customers to your website. So yeah, I think that a lot of uh, businesses set their website up from their side of the table instead of looking at it from the customer side of the table and seeing and, and setting the website up to, to, to service what the customer is looking for when they get there. That's good. That, that's a great point about the different in, difference in perspective, a customer's perspective and the um, store owner or website uh, owner's perspective. Jack, let's go back to the uh, to the company, and you may this may be one of your clients, so we'll be sensitive to that. The company that uh, was getting a lot of uh, drive by traffic. They're a physical uh, facility that they're, mm-hmm. they were getting a lot of traffic, but they weren't doing a lot of business. Mm-hmm. Um, if that owner or uh, the leader of that organization turned to you and said, "Hey, a lot of people are coming by here, but nobody's pulling in." Is there something on the marketing side that you would suggest or what would be your advice based on your expertise to that store owner? Well, the, it's interesting. That particular owner uh, that I, that I uh, uh, know, um, he has two locations and one of his locations has been there a long time, has been uh, at that location a long time, and he's got tons of business coming through his, his location. This other one was one that he just started recently. and I think when he did the research for the particular service that he was offering, he evaluated the uh, utilizing that location basically uh, primarily on the fact that there, here was an empty building on a fair, looked like a fairly good location where 26,000 people a day or cars a day were driving past. Surely this is going to bring in a lot of, of uh, business. But one of the things this owner is finding is that the location where he placed that new store, where he opened that new store, the demographics of that location aren't the same as where he had his first store. And so he set a store and provides a service, uh, set up a new store, provides a service that people in that demographic don't think they can afford. And so he should have done a little bit more marketing research on that. Um, If I was giving this business owner advice, I would say uh, probably those people are going to be more price conscious than your, uh, your original, your, your main location. Uh, your main location, people are coming to where you are because they know you, they're loyal to you, they know the, they're, they're, they're already buying some of your other services. And so now they're coming in for this new service that you provide, uh, this new product that you're providing, and they're already sold on you. And so they're going to pay a competitive price and be fine with it. But the new location, because it's new, um, even though you've got signage out front, the people in that area don't think they can afford what you're selling. And so you're probably going to have to adjust your price. And this owner also doesn't have a website for that location. He only has a website for his main location. And so everything's running through that main location. And um, if I was going to stay at this location long-term, this happens to be a pop-up store. So he knows that he was probably only going to have the store open for several months for the service. 
But if I was going to stay at that location long-term, I would recommend that he create a website specifically for that location. It has a picture of that store on the website where people can identify immediately uh, because the website he actually is using for that location is his original website, which is a business that's named in a different city. And so when people look at that website, they're thinking, oh, this is a service in a different city, not this. So it's, it creates a confusing um, look for uh, a person who's going through the buyer's journey. So I, I would recommend that he uh, make some changes in his marketing if he wants to, uh, to reach uh, long-term and to be able to have that business survive for the six months or so that he wants to run that location. Okay, great. Uh, Jack, let's, let's, let, let's uh, put you on the spot a little bit. Um, if someone listening today were on the verge of starting a small business, they've got this idea, they've got this concept, maybe they've got this passion, and they've gotten themselves in a place where they're, they're on the verge of starting a small business. And, and um, maybe they're, they're listening to Leadership Upside today, and they're just about to pull the trigger. What advice would you give them about marketing and attracting customers? Given that limited information, you know, obviously, well, we'll, uh, we'll help you a little bit. Let, let's say it is a, a, um, a uh, physical facility or that their vision is a physical facility with a strong uh, online presence. Well, it's important, I think, to do the due diligence before you open a business. I, sadly, you and I both see a lot of small businesses that open that are obviously uh, uh, an outgrowth of a person's hobby or passion. And so they open this business because they like to do a specific thing that's obviously a hobby uh, for them and they're good at it and they love it and they know they're, they have some friends that do it. But the question is, is there enough, um, it, through market research, is there enough volume? Are you gonna get enough um, customers coming through the door in that location uh, or, or from your online sales to um, make your business uh, solvent? And do you have the resources to weather that initial um, storm, or, or maybe you might call it even a desert, of not having enough income to offset all your expenses, to actually make the business profitable? Um, Dave Ramsey has a good metaphor. He says, before you, um, if you're going to step off the dock into a, into a boat, Make sure you have the boat as close to the dock as possible to keep you to keep you from having to take a bath. And he said, and, and the idea is he's talking to small business owners who want to launch a small business, and they think that immediately it needs to be their full time um, job. Well, the the caution I would give to someone wanting to start a small business is you have to have enough reserves, financial reserves where you're not going to put yourself in a bind to try and start this business if you're going to do it full time. Otherwise, then you should probably keep your day job and start this business for uh, as long as it's necessary until it's self-sustaining. Uh, one of the people that you and I both heard of is Damon John, uh, famous founder of FUBU. And Damon says, has said it many times that when FUBU was, was selling hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and it was already somewhat of a national brand, 
it wasn't profitable enough for him to do it full time. So he was he was still working at Red Lobster as a waiter while that business got to the point financially where he felt it could sustain him until finally the day came where he could actually tell the restaurant owner, I quit. But most people go the other way and they they will start a new business thinking I'll just get a loan and it's going to, everything's going to be wonderful. And um, they may or may not have information about that. Jack, great advice um, with regard to starting a, uh, a small business. Uh, we're, we're just about at the, uh, uh, at the end of our time today. Is there anything, Jack, that you, you uh, want to mention that, that uh, haven't had a chance to up to this point? Well, inbound marketing is a great tool to utilize along with your outbound marketing. And inbound marketing um, involves um, knowing who your customer is, who's your best customer in a nutshell, who, who are the people that you need to reach uh, based on the solution to the problem that you're solving. What's the problem that you're solving? Who are the people that have that problem? And what search terms are they using to, um, to, to look for that solution online? And then you wanna position your website using keywords um, to to attract people to your website. And then once they get there, you want to provide enough information that they can make an informed decision as quickly as possible to become one of your customers. And so there are there are books that you can read. There's a lot of stuff online about inbound marketing where you can do the research yourself. But most small businesses have to make this crucial decision. Are they going, are am I going to outsource my inbound marketing, or am I going to do it myself? If you're going to do it yourself, you can do it yourself. You have to, it takes some uh, knowledge of inbound marketing and a lot of work. If you're going to outsource that, you should still know the basics of inbound marketing so that the agency that you hire is giving you uh, the deliverables that you are paying for. Uh, I know a lot of small businesses make the, make the mistake of hiring an agency and really not knowing much about inbound marketing. And so agencies at, in those situations may or may not give you uh, the return on investment that you need. And for a small business owner, every marketing dollar is, is, it needs to be spent wisely. And so the more you know about inbound marketing, whether you're doing it yourself or whether you're going to hire an agency, the more you know about it yourself, the better informed you are, uh, the more or the better ROI you're going to get from your inbound marketing program. Fantastic. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Leadership Upside, uh, where each uh, episode, uh, our uh, goal is to discuss what business leaders in diverse organizations are doing, saying, and thinking. Uh, today, our guest has been Jack Underwood, co-owner of JSU Marketing. If you'd like to contact Jack uh, to, to uh, discuss further uh, something you've said today, uh, something he said today about about uh, small business marketing, I want to invite you and encourage you to visit the JSU Marketing website at jsumarketing.com. Jack, thanks for the great insights related to marketing for small businesses. I appreciate what you're doing, Chuck. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Leaders want to uh, just remind all of us that leading is both an incredible responsibility, but it's also a privilege and urge you to lead well today. See you next time on Leadership Upside. Thanks for joining us today. Head over to ChuckCarringer.com for more information.